it's been a pretty active weekend. I had this really interesting dream where the migrants was leaving the United States. And I heard this old school song. I think the woman's name is Gladys Knight. Midnight Train to Georgia. I, I like literally heard her voice singing in the background singers singing. And when I woke up, I said, this is interesting. Because I did see that God was going to talk to specifically the Mexicans and tell them to leave. But there was something a little bit different in this dream because the migrants weren't Mexican that were leaving. So it was almost like the song Midnight Train to Georgia was saying goodbye and good riddance. I laughed a little bit because I said, I don't know who the petty gods are, but they've certainly got a sense of humor. Somebody got a sense of humor. <laughs> Seem like we're having one interesting time leading up to this moon on the 7th. In Manhattan, New York, they sprayed some type of gas into the public train stations. Then they found a person who was deceased and a couple of other people were sick, nothing fatal. And it was in a, uh, the person that was deceased was in a car. I'm wondering if it has something to do with this chemical they sprayed in the public train station. Then, in the Bronx, New York, a food warehouse of some sort was on fire. A couple of days prior, there was some other food plant in Brooklyn, New York, that was on fire. There's been multiple train derailments. I gotta get some water, y'all. This is the first morning I decided to have orange juice. And I feel like it's a little too much.
for me right now. You're gonna hear my Alexa. What? what? Listening to Hot 97. Wait, wait. Uh, we need some fanfare, some regalia. We wait. Need, we're not ready. Wait, we're proposing? We're proposing? Just wanted to turn we're it proposing? down a little bit. Is this really when I was working as a nurse, I would go to work listening to Hot 97 and their prank calls. It was the funniest thing. Um... So there's been multiple train derailments all over the place in the last couple of days. There's been some more train derailments in Ohio. And all I could think about is when I went to the supermarket and how high all of the prices were for everything. I never thought I'd see a $10 loaf of bread. One minute, y'all, because I gotta get some, put some ice in my water. I usually have coffee and water, but this morning I wanted something else. And I went for the orange juice, and it's just not, I feel like it's too early. <laughs> too early in the morning for the orange juice, child. There was a guy who was somewhere in Ohio and he was by a train track. No idea why he was by a train track. But he took a video of some sort of device on a train track. And he said, I need somebody who's smarter than I am to tell me what this is on the train track. I have no idea what it was. I know nothing about trains. But the corresponder, the corresponders were saying look like a setup to them. I wouldn't know. Was it for safety or something else? I have no idea. I have just been trying to keep myself as grounded as I possibly can with what I'm watching, what I'm listening to, looking at the transiting chart. I have paused during consultations with the people that have, you know, been booking with me. I decided to take a couple of weeks off and I've been watching different things on TV whenever I sat down to look at it. I've increase my prayer anything that I can you know do because a couple of I believe it's an hour after 
the moon phase on the seventh, that's when Saturn goes into Pisces. So just the day, the seventh is, it's like, it's like I'm watching a really slow motion train wreck happen. And I know it's going to last until November. Then we'll get a bit of a break. It's just a lot. It is a lot. So, there was some type of, some type of act being enacted for conspiracy theorists, and I didn't keep this article, but I'm going to paraphrase it. And it says something like, keep the Rothschild's name out your mouth, keep the World Economic Forum's name out your mouth, keep the World Health Organization's name out your mouth. There is no a conspiracy against the citizens of the United States um, where it's, it's disrespectful for anybody to believe that the government is anything but honest and transparent. I'm paraphrasing that. I'm looking at this article and I'm saying to myself you gotta make it make sense because if nothing was true why would you create a law to tell conspiracy theorists to keep your name out their mouth you wouldn't have bothered to make a law and then write up, put out an article about the law. If none of it was true. I also found it interesting how they know about it. They know what's being said on the internet about them. That was interesting. Then I thought, why would you put the Rothschild's name in there? Why would you put that? Why would you put their name in there? You're innocent, right? That's, that's what you're telling people. And then they had a, a, a they had a um, hashtag that they may go viral over on Twitter and it says something to the effect of again paraphrasing uh, uh, check the conspiracy theorists like put them in place if you see them saying something don't let them say what they're saying 
Kind of like that slogan, if you see something, say something. I think a lot of people is not buying it. That's my opinion. So... Let me go pull up the article. Let me put it up, y'all. Ah, there's also another law being enacted for those who were inoculated during 2020 that they are banned from donating blood. How lovely. If you're telling everybody that it's safe, it's okay, nothing's wrong, blah, 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 why are you creating a law to ban people who were inoculated from donating blood? Then you have the, uh, I forget what this thing is, the social credit system. And on the social credit system, there's some type of QR code of some sort, some letters or something going on that tells whether you've been inoculated or not. I'm waiting for the people to say enough is enough. But as I was thinking about it over the weekend, I said, you know something? It's always melanated people that's leading the way when it comes to protesting. It's always melanated people. And it's not until melanated people stand up that other nationalities will stick with the melanated people. I don't see anybody else initiating. And it seems that after everything happened with the recent votes and George Floyd and all these here things, the melanated people said, no, I'm not going to fight your fight. This one person did a video, and he had a really good point. Now, I could be mistaken, but I think the man was indigenous or Native American. And there was some something going on where it was a Caucasian man that said, we need to stick together. And then the indigenous man cut in, and he says, So, you steal our land from us, and then you want us to help you fight to keep what you stole? What type of new fool are you? 
or are you just an asshole? He had a very good point. He did have a very good point. I can't hold you. The man had a good point. He had a very good point. Then I read another article. A couple of articles highlighting the fact that melanated women are getting dual citizenship and leaving the United States in droves. So I went to the correspondence section, how I, you know, typically do. See what the melanated lady was, was saying. Yeah. Some were saying they made the, the move. It's been the best decision. They've been happier. They hadn't been stressed. They hadn't um, felt the pressures of the United States. Their depression is gone. The food, water, and air is healthier and cleaner. They couldn't be happier. Then there was some that were saying they were leaving in a couple of weeks. Then there was some that were saying they're looking to make the move and they're just gathering the information, excuse me, the information on how to move and how to work. Whether they are working for a company or they're being an entrepreneur. But they're, it, I love it because they're, they're saying, they're thinking smartly and saying, going to need the money to financially support myself. There's a lot of people that don't think that way. And then they're making sure they can afford where it is that they're going so that they can stay where they're at. I love it. Then they said um, in the European countries, education is free, and they've been enjoying that as well. Um... There was a few also that said Mexico had changed their standards for dual citizenship because of the influx of people. So now you have to prove that you make over $3,000 a month before you can get your citizenship in Mexico. Not a problem for a melanated woman as an entrepreneur. Not a problem at all. So, I'm, I'm just gathering the information because I'm on my way out too. As soon as what I need to fall in place to fall in place. So I can pay for what I need to pay for. I'm going to head out.
I'ma head out. I'm definitely gonna head out. And the Virgin Islands is on my mind. There's plenty of places that got good, good Wi-Fi. <laughs> they got the good, good Wi-Fi. <laughs> there was another place in Greece. It was an island off of Greece. They are looking for people to come to the island because there's less than 70 people. Less than 70 people on the island. And so they look, they're looking to repopulate this island. I said, now, what's the reason that there's 70 people? So I went, of course, to Google <clears throat> and seeing that it was a time where they didn't even have school because people weren't having children. They didn't need a school system to teach the kids. Then they got a couple of kids and they were so happy about that that they had um, opened up a school. <laughs> For the kids. <laughs> they said that they had Wi-Fi and running water and running electricity and garbage disposal. The only thing they showed about <coughs> this island was the ocean. It was almost like that's the best that they the best scenery that they had. Then they said that the coffee shop is the supermarket. And that's because there's only 70 people. So they're looking to give people land, a house, and pay them $600 a month for three years to stay there. Now, I'm quite sure they're going to want people young enough to have children so that they can populate the island. Here's the clincher. You got to get on a plane to go to Greece and then get on a ferry boat that's going to take you to the island. The ferry boat is the only way off and on this island. So that explains why there's only 70 people. And they said that the tourist season happens during the summer. That's the most that they see people. And they're very happy to see the people there and have the people spend their money there. And they're very welcoming to the tourists. Ciao. Listen to me. The shit hit the fan that much with the United States. I promise you, my melanated ass will be on that island. Because why is anybody going over there to, to blow it up or anything else? For what? For what? I'll be on that island. I'll be number 71 on that island. <laughs> 70 people. 
Uh, that's a village. That's what that is. There was another article how somewhere, I believe it was in China, either China or Japan, where they allegedly found 7,000 other islands. Listen to me. They didn't find anything. It has always been there. This is something that's going to tie into the Anunnaki's and whoever, whatever other type of species that's in caves and in in unidentified flying objects. They're going to say, you know, this has these these 7,000 islands that we found has something to do. We found, you know, uh, fossils and bones that date back to A.D. time. The, the femur bone was 15 feet long. That's not a human. That's a giant. Then they're going to create a museum and say that these are the, you know, the items that was found on one of those 7,000 islands off of. And then they had the audacity to want to gaslight people and say, It's so far, it takes a really long time to get there. Child, you sound crazy. Absolutely crazy. Welcome to the Caribbean Astrologers Podcast. <laughs> Don't forget to press the follow button so that every time I do a podcast, you can and will be notified. You can find me also on TikTok, YouTube. Pinterest and my blog at the THE Caribbean Astrologer. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Let me see what article, what other article I got for y'all. Uh, they are trying to block the feds from creating, uh, it's called a digital currency surveillance. As if they don't track our money now. MasterCard, Visa, Discover, and American Express have been tracking the purchases of gun sales. They've already been watching, you know, how we spend our money and what we're buying. It's nothing new. Senator Tom Emer has introduced an anti-surveillance act. You want to know what I noticed over the weekend, too? That they fight us with a pen and create laws and amend laws, and do all sorts of things. We the people don't get to vote on it. We don't have a say-so on it. It's whatever they want it to be that's benefiting them, and it's usually something they're doing that is against the law. And they want to keep it, you know, quiet. Child. So they're frightening us with the pen, 
with laws, food, air, and water. It's a crazy shit. Bill Gates got arrested while well, there was a warrant out for his arrest for murder while he was out there in the Philippines. Now, my first thought was, why the hell would he be in such a poor uh, a country? Why would your old ass be in such a poor country? What are you doing over there? Well, there's been a warrant now for his arrest for a murder. Some articles is calling it premeditated murder. And it has something to do with the inoculation. So I believe he did create a patent for it. If I remember right, the correspondents had managed to dig that up and found that it had gotten approved right before everything happened in 2020. Mm-hmm. So they're saying, you know, it's a mass a premeditated murder. It is in a natal chart that will that there will be lawsuits concerning, you know, Moderna and Pfizer and so forth and so on. It is in a natal chart. So We'll see how this plays out with Bill Gates, because I'm quite sure, you know, he'll be out on bail. Uh, and it'll take a really long time for things to happen in court. And we'll have to wait and see if there's there any charges will stick. I'm willing to bet his money that uh, he'll sing like a canary. Can you imagine him being in jail with a big, burly, muscular man that has nothing to lose because he's doing life? Somebody with tattoos on his face. Bill Gates would never make it. Everybody would be at... They would have to put him in, in a cell by himself and keep him out of population. And I'm not sure if that'll work because from what I hear and from what I see in documentaries, these correction officers is no better. I've heard things on, on the documentaries where they were saying... If a CO don't like a person, they'll go and open up the, the person's file that they don't like and let the inmate see what they had um, um, been charged with. That's what they were saying on the documentaries. I don't know. I don't know. I've never been incarcerated. You know, I just don't do things that would put me there. I try my best not to do things that would put me there. I don't think I would look pretty in prison orange at all. And I want to go to sleep when I want to go to sleep. I want to wake up when I want to wake up. I want to eat when I want to eat. And when I want to go outside, 
I want to have the freedom to put my foot on pavement. So I try not to do anything that'll land me in there. So, we'll see what's going on with old Billy Boy. And you want to know what's interesting. You won't really find that um, article so easily. You actually got to dig around for it and go to Twitter. Twitter's an, you know, <laughs> Twitter's another source of information. <coughs> you got to be following the hashtags and look at trending hashtags to see what's going on with the correspondents over there on Twitter. I've also, <clears throat> excuse me, noticed that Reddit has been doing a bang-up job with getting down to the bottom of what's been going on um, with everything that's happening. Derailments, water, food, jobs, the uh, big money tycoons. There's some people that play a lot, but when it comes down to it and they need to get to the bottom of things, Reddit, they've been doing pretty good. They've been doing pretty good. That's where the whole thing with GameStop Reddit became, to me, Reddit became popular when GameStop stocks has shot up and made people millionaires and multimillionaires. Those was the people who remembered that their parents and their grandparents were homeless and lost their house during that um housing crisis because of what the big money tycoons did. And then it was a video that they were showing um, a couple of money tycoons, men and women, um, who were looking from off of some sort of balcony down at the people who were saying, you did this to us. It was you. And the money tycoons were smiling. They didn't care. They did not care. Their time is up. The time is up, and they can't hide from God. God see everything. He know everything. And people believe that they can exalt themselves above God. And some people think that there is no God. Well... Pluto in Aquarius is, you done fucked around, and now you're about to find out. I remember when I had did a five-card spread, and I think I want to do one again later today. And one of the cards was talking about paranoia, because people knew that they were wrong, 
and they were paranoid because they didn't know what was going to happen next. See, when you have a guilty conscience, you're paranoid. And we're going to see some people with Neptune and Pisces not be able to handle their guilty conscience and unalive themselves. We're going to see some unaliving in numbers that we've never seen it before. And it's going to be a bit eerie. So buckle buckle down, ground yourself, and try not to indulge too much in it. This is going to be interesting. Pretty interesting. So what movie was I watching? I was looking at Tubi, and this was an interesting movie on Tubi. As a husband and a wife, the movie started off with the husband in jail, and the wife was on house arrest. No idea why the husband was in jail or why the wife was on house arrest. Well, she uh, knew that she was being stalked, but she didn't know by who. So her friend helped her with a bodyguard. And the bodyguard was in that town because his sister was unalive and he was trying to find the person that did it. So... Of course, it was the, the, the story where the woman and the bodyguard linked up, became sneaky links, and by the end of the movie, they was in a whole relationship with each other, like the movie The Bodyguard with Whitney Houston. Mm-hmm. So the woman ultimately, her and the bodyguard discovers that the person they thought was stalking her wasn't it was actually her friend her bestie that was setting her up and had a completely different person stalking her to make her crazy to get her to go back to jail to get her in jail so that the bestie could be with the husband child The bestie made a whole big mess because she wanted the lady's husband. (laughs) Then I looked at something called Project Gemini. That was a 2B documentary. And I tried to watch it, but I I had to get off of it. So the people ended up with their suitcases on a whole nother planet, okay? Uh, At that point, a huge population of humans were extinct, and whatever was going on on Earth, they knew that they couldn't stay on Earth anymore, so they went to another planet, and they had suitcases, child. So they get on this planet, they set things up, they in a whole dome and everything, so that they could have oxygen. But what was interesting was that they had a whole bunch of plants. And they took care of those plants and those little trees so that the trees can produce the oxygen. 
So the man and the woman got together. Of course, they started, you know, with the hanky-panky having sex. The woman said she was pregnant, and the man said, nah, I can't take care of no kid, and decided to leave the freaking planet. And I said to myself, even on another planet, there's deadbeat parents. I couldn't take it anymore. I turned the documentary off. I couldn't. He didn't have no problem shooting up the club on another planet. And she was like, no, stay, be with us. I'm going to have the baby. Be with us is a great opportunity. And he was like, no, I'm going to head out. And he left the planet. Child. And then I sat down to watch my ratchet TV. Y'all know how I do on a Sunday, right? Gotta watch Sunday night and Monday night. It's ratchet TV nights for me. So I'm sitting there and the re- reunion came on at the Housewives of Potomac. And you know, it's this whole thing going on with Giselle and the other um, girl's husband. What Giselle was saying, oh, he tried to come on to me, and I felt very uncomfortable. But during the reunion, she was like, no, you just had a little bit too much to drink, and that made me feel uncomfortable. And Chris was like, but what did I do? I was losing clients. Uh, I was losing money from work, my family, my kids. Tell me, what did I do? And she couldn't tell him that he excuse me, did anything. She just felt uncomfortable because he had a cocktail or two. But he was still respectful, even though he had a cocktail or two. He didn't do anything inappropriate. So, of course, here's Candace. Called her a bitch. And when she said bitch, it was the B part of the bitch that she said with her whole chest. She will never like Giselle, ever. Ever. And her, Giselle's ex-husband, Pastor Bryant, from my understanding, was in a relationship with Malaysia and had Malaysia, bought Malaysia, well, he didn't buy her a house. Kind of like he put the down payment on the house, and Malaysia moved to the whole other state where Pastor was at, uh, and Pastor Bryant went and paid for the house, honey. And she couldn't, Malaysia couldn't afford to pay for the type of house that Pastor Bryant had purchased, kinda put the down payment on. Child. Now, that goes back to the whole fight. Remember, on Basketball Wives with Malaysia and Jennifer and Evelyn, because when Jennifer and Evelyn had the falling out, um, Jennifer went and spilled all the beans of what Evelyn was doing, and Malaysia got in the middle of it, and Shaq had something to do with all of it going on, because they, uh, Jennifer was saying that Evelyn had sex with Shaq. 
But Jennifer also knew that Malaysia was messing with Pastor, the pastor child, Pastor Brian. And she spilled those beans too. And Malaysia was going around saying that she was the first lady. And and um, Giselle didn't like that at all. Giselle was like, no, I was married to him. I'm the first lady. It was a lot of ego going on, child. Child. Just messy. Just just downright messy. And I love it. That's why I watch it. <laughs> so the pastor done left Malaysia and moved on to a whole nother woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a lot. Then the other lady, uh, well, her husband, her name is escaping me right now, but her and Giselle is besties. Anyhow, she has been hiding the fact that she knew about the side chick Juan, her husband, has. And she's kind of taken up for him and hiding it and all kind of stuff. You know that's going on. But it would explain why she went and sat down and talked to a lawyer about a prenup. Because she knew that she was in a position that she had more money than her husband, and she ain't want no foul play happening when it came to her coins. There was a smart woman. Smart woman. A lot going on. A lot going on. So, I have made my little Sunday dinner as I watch my Ratchet TV. Oh, and the um, episode with Escape and SWV had came on. I was waiting for that to come on. And it already started off with a bang. Because the two sisters in Escape, one was saying that Tasha has stole $30,000 from her. And the girl was like, Mama, you never say nothing to her. Uh, you know, she's always been the favorite one. And you always take her for her and she be wrong. And when she's wrong, you don't say nothing to her. But when it comes to me, you always got something to say. And that's not right. And Tasha lied. She lied. She know that she stole $30,000 from her sister. And she looked straight at the camera and told the camera that nobody stole nothing from her. You could see it all in Tasha's face that she was lying. And I think there's something else going on, you know, with that whole situation. Because from what they were saying, the two sisters was, they was doing a show. And Tasha left, left the sister, didn't see if the sister was all right. And then there was a text message. And Tasha told the sister, kiss my ass. And the sister responded and said, uh, if you had an ass to kiss, I would kiss it. So then Tasha was like, that's body shaming. And I, I was saying the same thing as uh, the girl and Candy. And I was like, how was that body shaming? Kind of reached a little bit with that. But what's the underlining issue? Because that wasn't it. That wasn't it. Why'd you leave your sister? 
Why'd you do that? What was going on? Then the sister was like, I got proof that you stole my $30,000. You could still go to jail for that. You want to go to jail? And Tasha was dead quiet. Ain't say nothing. Not near nothing. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I made my little Sunday dinner child. And let me tell you. <laughs> I was in heaven. I I was in heaven. I really was. Listen, my intentions was to make some buttermilk fried chicken. But with boneless chicken that I was going to cut up into chicken strips. I must have been thinking about my coffee cream because I picked up heavy cream instead of picking up buttermilk. And when I looked at it, I was like, oh, oh. Now, at that point, I had already cleaned up my chicken and cut it up and seasoned it all up, child. I had the pot going with the French fries. Now, I had some seasoned French fries to go with my my, um, fried chicken. And I'm looking at this heavy cream and I'm thinking, now how am I going to turn this into, to make this chicken crunch? How am I going to do that? Because it wasn't buttermilk. So this is what I did. I got two eggs and I put that heavy cream in a bowl and whipped that bad boy around. I took the flour and I took baking powder, tossed my seasonings in that baking powder, stirred that on around. I put the chicken strip in the flour, then the egg with the heavy cream, and then floured it again and put it to fry oh my god it came out so crunchy and so freaking good like slap your mama good don't actually slap your moms for those that take things literal It was so good. Like, I feel like I outdid myself. And that is that recipe is going down in my mental cookbook Rolodex. I don't think I'll use buttermilk again. Because <laughs> it actually came out better than it did. With the buttermilk, y'all gotta like you gotta try that. Take some if you choose to use boneless chicken to make chicken strips, or if you use just regular chicken wings, that's fine too. Oh my god! Mm, mm, mm. 
Then I had some dipping sauce. Now, the sauce I had, because I ordered pizza from the pizza parlor, <clears throat> excuse me, with um some um chicken fingers and they gave me some sauce and I had the sauce in the refrigerator and I dipped my little chicken in that sauce and made it even freaking better get you some dipping sauce I was even dipping the seasoned french fries in that sauce Y'all, I got leftovers. I got leftovers. Now, because it's only me, I used three pieces of the Purdue boneless chicken. Y'all know how thin, thinly sliced that is. So, all I did was cut them pieces up in strips. And um, I ended up with leftovers. Two chicken breasts would have been good enough for me. But I ain't mad at three, because honey, then I thought to do that and make Hennessy Honey Honey Barbecue Chicken Strips. And I got some white Hennessy. In my refrigerator. My God. All I needed was a a good dessert. I didn't have a good dessert. What would have finished that? When I do it again, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to make myself some baked macaroni and cheese with the chicken strips. I'm going to have a pound cake with some vanilla bean ice cream for my dessert. And I'm going to wash that shit down with a a fresh made sangria. The way I'm going to go to sleep. The way I'm going to go to sleep. The way I'm going to go to sleep. (laughs) The way I'm going to go to sleep. (laughs) Oh, my God. I just, when I got finished eating those chicken strips made with that heavy cream, I was thanking God from here to kingdom come. I was like, God, you outdid yourself with this one right here. Oh, my God. I sat there watching my ratchet TV and letting the food digest. Wishing I had some type of fruit alcoholic beverage. A pound cake and some ice cream. The way I would have went to sleep. 
So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to have a self-care day where I do nothing but take a nice Calgon take-me-away bubble bath, moisturize the shit out of my skin, do me a, a, a face mask, moisturize my skin, put some, you know, something, something. I got something in there for my face. Make sure that's nice and moisturized. Deep condition my hair. Take care of my feet. And I'm going to cook that freaking fried chicken and that baked macaroni. So I'm going to give me a good, good Tubi movie or two. I'm going to need two Tubi movies to watch. Because I'm going to need time for that stuff to digest. I'm going to get my bed for the night. I'm going to start my self-care in the latter part of the afternoon. Ciao. You got to try it. The important part. These are the two important parts. Put that egg in with that heavy cream and put the bacon powder in with the flour. That's the two important parts. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm. Slap your mama. Yes, God. I was in foodie heaven. I was in foodie heaven. I was sitting there biting. It was crunching. And I was like, oh, the chicken was nice and tender. Oh, my God. Now, when I go to eat that for my lunch today, <laughs> I'm going to pop that in the oven. I'm not putting it in the microwave because the microwave might take away some of that crispiness. I don't want that. A good five minutes, five to seven minutes in the, micro- in the oven just to heat that bad boy on up. Mm, mm, mm. Mm, mm, mm. All right, you guys. (laughs) I just can't stop thinking about how good that thing had turned out. I never thought heavy cream would turn out better than buttermilk. That crisp. Mm, one more story and then I'm going to head out. Um, the next podcast I do, we're going to get into um, some astrology. Because I hadn't really been looking at it. I hadn't done a deep dive. Where we're just going to look at, um, you know, what's going on in the transiting chart. What it is that we need to learn. I know we're in Pisces season now. Um So we're going to check out what's going on with that. 
I know Jupiter is in Pisces. Um, so the sun and Jupiter should be in the same house at this point. Um, and the sun should be transiting, going into Aries. Um, yeah. So, one of my acquaintances... Now, I don't mind sharing information, but certain things I am gatekeeping. I am. And so my acquaintance contacts me, and he asks me about... First, he wanted me to look into taking a course for the trucking business. I know absolutely nothing about trucking. So I looked at the person he told me about, and he did offer to pay me. I can say that. So I looked at the person that he was talking about and how everything worked. But then I said to myself, What's the reason why this ninja won't take this course on his own? I'm supposed to take the course, get all of those certifications and licenses, and everything, of course, is going to be in my name, but then spoon-feed him the information, and then he's going to need his hand held. Why exactly am I doing all of that? I appreciated the fact that he trusted me. But why exactly was I doing all of that? I'm not working for anybody. But but the good Lord and myself, that's it. Then there was a, a little place and just random conversation with him. I said I saw a little spot and it looked like it would be a good place, you know, for a laundromat. And he wanted to jump on a bandwagon, but I would do all of the work. And... He would basically just be collecting the money. He he in partnership. It's a partnership with all of the work that I put in. What kind of new fool? I went on about my business. Then he contacts me wanting to know about an LLC. And I didn't didn't know much. His state is different from mine. But I told him what he could do and where to get the information from. So he went and he did it, and he got the LLC. He did something. That was pretty cool. Then he wants some information on cryptocurrency. I gave him one cryptocurrency. Let me tell you about this particular crypto. I remember seeing somebody on TikTok showing they had 30 million of these tokens and they show where they have these tokens at what what exchange they ha- and I said to my this is how people get hacked. Just doing too much and saying too much. You got to gatekeep you got a gatekeep. And the person was sitting there very arrogantly showing that they had 30 million of these tokens. 
It's very easy to get this particular token is low. It's not going to take much to get 30 million tokens. There's a token that I got. Y'all, I think I put $40 in. And I have a little over 3 billion of these tokens. Well, only $40. There's nothing for me to sit there arrogantly about. I wouldn't say what it was. I wouldn't say what um, exchange I have this token on. I decided not to watch this particular content creator uh, as often as I, I, I did because scammers be scamming. And they see me in the live and, and click on my profile and then God knows what else they try to do. I had someone send me an email receipt from PayPal. I don't even have PayPal. An email receipt. It looked and the uh, uh, email looked legit. Had a phone number on it and everything. I said, "No, I don't even have PayPal." But let me call PayPal. And I went to Google and got the eight hundred number from off of Google. Completely different from the number that was in. The email. Of course, I blocked the email, but how they get my damn email address? I reported it as spam. So I'm like, listen, I got a good credit score. I don't know what the fuck y'all got going on. Y'all stay scamming. You gonna mess up my credit score? Mm mm. Mm-mm. So anyhow, he wanted a cryptocurrency. I gave him a cheap cryptocurrency. I gave him one. And I told him to save Bitcoin and one other one. The prices is too high. We need... We need Bitcoin to crash. And God did say Bitcoin was going to crash. I don't know how low it's going to go. But I hope it's low enough. If that bad boy just go to, you know, $100 or something like that. I'd be happy. I'd be happy. Even if all I could get is two. I would be happy. If all I could get was one Bitcoin. I'd be happy. I ain't mad at it. So, I guess because I've been helpful for my acquaintance and he's been getting results, he contacts me and I'm thinking he just contacted me just to say hi. Nothing really. I'm not thinking it was a reason that he was calling. And he calls me and he tells me about a relative that needs to apply for Social Security. 
I'm like, well, how old is the relative that, I mean, but then the relative is older than him. I'm saying to myself, why the fuck they keep putting all of this work on women? Why y'all keep turning to women? You talk so bad about women and treat women so badly and dog women out. And you do this and you do that and you do this and you do that. But then when it's time to get something done, you don't turn to your bro. You turn to the very woman that y'all don't have any respect for. You, you don't you, you don't build anything. You can't build anything without the woman that you don't have any respect for. Any respect. I think I said that right. I'm getting tired now. Please pardon me. So I'm saying to myself, I'm not helping you help your relative get no social security. What the fuck I look like? And I don't know how anyway, but what do I look like? Why neither one of y'all turn to y'all females and y'all family? Y'all two grown-ass men. Y'all can't figure it out. So I said, well, what's wrong now? Oh, he not going to do it. He not going to listen to nobody in the family. You know, he only, excuse me. (coughs) Oh, excuse me. Oh. Oh, that came from my stomach. Oh, my God. You're not going to listen to nobody in the family, just me. But I don't know how. My inner me came up from my very core, the very core of me, my inner me came up and said, no. No, I'm not going to search for the information. Y'all got Google just like I got Google. Y'all can ask the people the same way anybody else. Why does this grown adult need help? Like, what's wrong with the person? There's something that I noticed in my natal chart with my Jupiter placement is that I overgive and something I noticed throughout my lifetime also is that what I give I never get in return. And then people get to a place where they're so comfortable with me giving that they begin to feel entitled and make it seem as if I'm obligated to do things for them that they would never require of their own freaking parents to do for them. And I have to take a bit of responsibility for that because of my lack of, you. let me rephrase it, the 
I used to have a lack of boundaries when it came to giving. Nobody stops to ask themselves, how am I making her feel? Why don't I offer her? She do things for me that nobody has ever done and nobody will ever do. There's not people, there's not too many people like her left on this planet. She should be protected at all costs. That's an oracle right there. She should be, her heart should be protected at all costs. Nobody stops to think this. So when my inner me came bubbling up from my core to say no, that's just what it was. What good is his chick if he's coming to another chick to get results? Why are you there? Why are you there? I don't have multiple children for a reason. I don't have other people's children for a reason. I don't want to be in a relationship for a reason. Multiple reasons. I bother with my friends when I want to bother with my friends for a reason. What I won't do is labor for somebody else. It does not feel good for people to only have an interest in me either because of my looks or because they want my labor. As if my soul doesn't have any value. Then the next day, bright and early in the morning, he texts me. I'm thinking, what the fuck do he want? Because I had to remember that there's some people who only reach out when they want something. There's some people that only reach out for a reason. 
then there's other people that just reach out just because they want to hear my voice. So when he texted and I remembered that lesson that I had forgotten about, I had to ask myself, what the fuck do he want? Because I'm not laboring for anyone. Well, I responded to the text when I got, got around to responding to the text. And he caught the hint. And I appreciated that. Because there's not too many people that get hints. I don't know what happened. There was a time where you could just give somebody a hint and they go the fuck away. Not not in this day and age. You can't give them no hint. You got to talk to them like a dog. You can't talk to them. People don't recognize when they're being respected. They don't recognize when they're being respected. And when you talk to them with respect and like an adult, they don't know how to receive that information. So you have to talk to them like they're a dog on the street in order for them to comprehend, get the fuck out of here. Now, why do we have to go to that type of uh, uh, degree or conversation to begin with? Like, why does it have to be a fight? <clears throat> when somebody draws a, a boundary line for you, respect the decision that people make for themselves. Don't fight them on their boundaries and don't bombard your way past their boundaries. What type of a nut job are you that you're going to bombard your way past somebody's boundaries? You don't give a fuck what their boundaries are. You only care about what you are trying to get from that person. Fuck their boundaries and fuck how they feel. Then when you realize that you're not trusted, you're confused. I can't. I can't with people. I just cannot. A bunch of childish adults. And I say, how do you take trips by yourself? Because y'all childish. How do you go shopping by yourself? Because y'all childish. How come you, you're an introvert? Because y'all childish. Y'all childish. I can't do too much of the peopling with y'all. Y'all, don't, y'all act like y'all don't have no type of mannerisms, no type of uh, uh, class, no type of home training. Y'all act like y'all are animals. Why do I want y'all around? Y'all like to count people's pockets. Y'all be in secret competition. Y'all egos is fragile as fuck. Y'all pride is in the wrong damn place. Y'all do the weirdest things for attention. And y'all childish. Then after y'all narcissistic... And I look at narcissist, narcissism as emotional violence. A narcissistic person to me, in my mind, is a person who is emotionally violent. You think I'm going to sit for that violence? So now I got to make a choice. Do I snap your neck and go to jail... Or do I just talk to you like a dog on the street 
and push you away so that I don't uh, be in a, uh, uh, a orange jumpsuit. All because your narcissistic ass feels inadequate. And your self-esteem and your self-confidence is low. I got to snap your neck. Child. Nobody got time for this shit. If there's anything that's making me uncomfortable, I'm not with it. My clothes got to be comfortable. If clothes ain't comfortable, I ain't with it. I'm not going to be around anybody where I feel uncomfortable. If I don't like you, I don't trust you, I don't respect you, I'm not going to be around you. I'm too old to be um, pretending like I like somebody that I know I don't like. No, I can't go to Chipotle. No, I can't go to the Olive Garden. Sir, no, I cannot. I don't know what that is. No, I can't go. No, you can't stay at my house. No. Because females, they like to touch your shit. And I can't take that. Don't be coming to my house touching my clothes and perfumes and, and my shoes and shit. And looking in my closet at my shit. You want to touch my coats and shit? I'm over here sleeping and you rumbling through the damn closets looking at my coats and, and spraying my perfume. I'll snap your little wrist. No, you can't stay at my house. Y'all touch too much. Like y'all don't got no damn home training. Want to be all up in my face? Psychoanalyzing my facial expressions? Seeing how I am around men? Girl, bye. Can't be bothered with that shit. You in here looking at how my um home look because you counting my pockets. Whose hair is longer? Bitch, I left high school a long time ago. Bye. No hair whose hair is longer. Get the fuck out of here. Ain't in no competition about no fucking hair. Take your high school ass on somewhere. You trying to play me? I left high school a long time ago. Get the fuck out of here. Trying to play me. You're telling people about me. You're not a topic of the conversation. Hate to bust your little arrogant bubble. But you're not a topic of my conversations. I forgot about you until you made your presence known. Truth be told, you want me to wake up with you on my mind. Sorry. It ain't happening. You want me to think about you. Sorry, bitch. I'm busy thinking about what I'm going to eat. I can't be bothered. I don't have the type of patience that I used to have. I know you're telling your friends that we had an argument. Sorry, sir. You ain't the topic of the conversation. I left high school a long time ago. 
What happened to you when you was in high school? Like you got into an argument with your little high school girlfriend and she went and told her friends. Is that what happened? So you think me at my age is going to sit there and tell my friends this and that and that and this? No, bitch, I'm not. It's called discretion. That's what it's called. Boundaries, privacy. That's what it's called. Not telling my friends and family members nothing that we done had a disagreement about. Fuck I look like. You gotta go. Cause I see your mindset. Can't be bothered. I don't have the patience. Okay. I'm calling the police on people. I'm taking people to court. Whether it's small claims court or it's civil court, I'm taking your ass to court. I ain't gonna be outside tussling with you. You're gonna get pepper spray right in your fucking eyeballs, okay? And then I'm taking you to court. That's how that's gonna work. I don't got time. No, I have time. I just don't have the patience. You gonna learn today. Fuck around and find out. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'm not laboring for nobody. Period. My life is set up the way that it's set up for a very good reason. Multiple reasons. Matter of fact, not just one. Mm-mm. I'm busy trying to figure out what I'm going to eat. <laughs> I need to go have a conversation with the good Lord. <laughs> but uh, hints. People picking up on hints is a lost art. I think it's called social cues. I think it's called social cues. It's no longer called hints. (laughs) Some people still are learning how to pick up on social cues. I remember people used to say, hey, how you doing? Long time no see. And the other person would respond, same shit, different day. That was the hint right there. Same shit, different day. Meaning I'm not interested in telling you too much of a motherfucking thing. That's what that was. And people was able to pick up on that social kid. I don't know what happened. When a person respond, instead of answering, that's a social cue. No response is a social cue. That is a response. I just feel like I'm in a place where I don't, I don't want to explain myself to people. Uh, there, there are adults. And you know that 
if I pulled a you on you, you wouldn't like it. So why are you dishing out something that you know that you don't like? That you know that you don't like done to you. If I have to come out of my mouth and say that to a whole adult, we have blocked. We have a whole problem. Blocked. I'm not explaining myself. I'm not. Just nipped in the bud immediately and blocked. That's it. Let your ass figure it out. You did it. You should know what you did. Because you did it. And I think I got a new thing now. You won't get a chance to do it to me twice. One time and that's it. You don't get a second chance to do it to me. I don't have the patience. I don't have the patience to be understanding. I don't. I don't. You fully knew what you were doing. You thought it out. You planned it. It was premeditated. And you executed. You knew what you were doing. So I don't have the patience to be understanding. one time so now I created a little monster with my acquaintance and I gotta get him to go away you got your little cryptocurrency you got your LLC to keep it pushing don't come over here I know what you're looking for I know people been waiting for my white Hennessy they've been waiting <laughs> since last summer for that Hennessy Shit. You ain't getting shit. You know how people do when they don't want to pay for something? They want to drink up all your liquor? <laughs> they don't want to put five on it? <laughs> they want to drink it all? Uh-uh. Not in high school. If I'm throwing a party and I buy alcohol, drink as much as you want to drink. I don't think you're going to come to my house on a regular and just bust down my Hennessy. No. I have people say, oh, you ain't drinking yet? Give it to me. I'm not giving you shit. You know how much I pay for this bottle to just give it? Fuck out of here. You'll be swallowing your spit seriously. You have to be this way. I have to be this way towards people because you give them an inch, they'll take a mile and they'll just start figure skating. They take kindness for weakness, but they respect bitch, which is sad. It's really sad. You got to teach people how to treat you. But again, I'm in a place where if I got to teach an adult how to treat me, they're blocked. I don't got the patience. You don't know how to treat me? Treat me the way that you treat yourself. You got a problem with that? That'll never happen? Cool. Blocked. I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not going to argue with you. 
So when people come to my house, they, they are treated the way that I treat myself. You get straws when you drink. You get a glass cup. You get some food. You're sitting in a clean home. You're treated a certain way. You're safe. You're protected. You're treated a certain way. And that's hard for somebody to do. And that's cool. I'm going to argue with your blood. No time, Jeff. All right, you guys, that's enough of my little rambling. My next podcast, I'm going to talk about some transits, what's going on <laughs> in the chart. We're going to talk about it, you know, um, for a collective and not for America. I don't think I want to see America yet anyway. Um, I still got to do the podcast um, for people to give their life to Christ. That's something I want to do. And also the podcast for um, reading the Rockefeller letter to itself, um, by itself. And I still got to scan it and upload it to my website. Thank you guys for spending some time with me. I hope that you learned much and that you gleaned much and that you got some confirmation. And until next time, Shalom. Shalom.